From the mean streets of Essex, England, to your phones and smart speakers around the world, this is The Daily What. Hello again, it's Tuesday today and another Daily What. Oh my God, we've got a lot to what about today. I am Matt and today I'm going to be talking about, uh, we've got some good Rona 19 news today, right? So uh, I'm going to be getting into that in a minute. Also, I'm going to be talking about there's this weird idea that they're going to be uh, retrospect. <laughs> they're going to be <laughs> going into old movies, like old classic movies, and adding product placement in them. Right. So I'm going to be talking about that advertisement. Uh, also, going to be touching on a little bit on the Super League, the European Super League. I spoke about it quickly yesterday. There's been some more developments in that. I'm going to give my what about that. And I'm going to also do some Line of Duty shit because uh, I was watching Line of Duty. Something's bugged me about it. A couple of things have annoyed me about it and uh, a couple of things have intrigued me. And I'm going to ask for some help. Uh, if anybody out there watches Line of Duty, I'm going to ask if, if I'm missing something. Uh, I'll get onto all that later. But first of all, I'm going to start with the Rona 19 stuff, right? So, um, for some reason, you ain't seen this uh, if, you, if you're following... For some reason, they don't call it mainstream media anymore. They call it legacy media now. If you've noticed this, right? The legacy media haven't haven't picked up on this, but for so, uh, in the UK. So yesterday's uh, guess how many people? This is a national uh, emergency pandemic. How many people died in the entire UK yesterday? Uh, and not just of the Rona, right? But within twenty eight days of a positive Rona test. So they've had a month to die. <laughs> These people, right? Four. Four people died yesterday of uh, the uh, 28 days within a pos- since a positive Rona test. Four people, right? So that's f- lower than the daily road deaths in this country, um, which yesterday was five of the, <laughs> the daily run. I'm not laughing at deaths, seriously. I'm just laughing at the absurdity of this. And uh, four deaths, yes, we know one death is too many. I wonder how many cancer deaths there were yesterday because they couldn't access the NHS and get treatment and have chemotherapy, something close to home to me because it's uh, in a, my family this happened last year. Um I wonder how many suicides there were yesterday because people are going insane that they can't just have their lives or they've lost their jobs or they can't pay their bills. I wonder, and nobody's counting any of this. Nobody's on the TV with a big four in the corner of the news, a big red four saying this is how many people have died. No one's talking about this because for some reason, people are obsessed with everyone being scared of their owner. So we can't tell anyone when, it, when it's not doing anything. But we've still got restrictions for another six weeks in this country, right? Uh, we've still got until the end of June we've still got restrictions on the Rona uh, even though four people and more and more are getting vaccinated every day vaccines apparently work so we're being told they're wonderful and uh, they're one of the reasons driving this down as well as the lockdown and Boris wouldn't say it's the vaccines it's, it's the lockdowns has got to say for some reason which makes you suspicious in itself um Obviously, people are going to say, like, I'm saying, why the fuck don't we open up, just open up tomorrow? When is the death rate going to be lower than four? What we, if we're trying for zero, good luck. Because, you know, that might happen a couple of times over the summer. But when we get back into flu season, that's not going to happen ever, ever, ever again. Right. 
especially with all these tests we're doing every year looking for them. The four, the four deaths here, that we don't know whether these were, you know, 90-year-olds or young people, whatever, four, right? Okay. So, you know, this is obviously an issue, but uh, I just think, you know, open up now. Like, enough's enough. It's never going to be safer than now. Obviously, the, the reason people will give to to not open up and I'll, obviously I can hear people and if anyone's listening to this that doesn't agree with me I can hear exactly what you're saying this is going to be your voice right people that don't agree with me because <laughs> I've heard you all before it means I'm not opening up because of the scariants the scariants are out there what about the Indian triple mutation double double suicide scariant what about that one what about that one as far as I'm concerned, right, uh, the, if these vaccines work, the scariants that are 1% different are not going to break through the immune system that's been activated uh, through these uh, vaccines, right? So the scariants are sort of irrelevant. Now, I was listening to uh, a scientist. Obviously, scientists have got to be debunked if they don't agree with the narrative. But there was a bloke saying that um, the... They base this uh, vaccine, the, 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 well, the jab, let's call it, because people get a problem when you call it the vaccine. But they're, they're basing this jab off of the, some work they did trying to create a, a, a jab for SARS, the original SARS. So like SARS-1, like, sounds like Jaws, doesn't it? SARS-1, this one you thought it was safe to go back into public, SARS-2. So we go SARS-1 come out in 2003. <laughs> Great film, SARS-1. And uh, we um, tried to create a vaccine for SARS and uh, couldn't quite manage it. But apparently uh, they gave up on it because it just fucked off on its own, SARS-1, even though it was probably more deadly than SARS-2. And um, they, 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 they reckon that's how quickly, that that's how they got this one out so quickly because they'd already had the, the groundwork done from the original SARS. So they're basing it off of that, right? And they've found that people that uh, had SARS in back in 2003 are immune to this SARS-CoV-2, or Rona-19, as I've started calling it, right? And um, so if they're immune, and this SARS was 30% different to this, to, to this SARS-CoV-2, right? So um, my phone's ringing. I'm not going to answer it because I'm doing a podcast. It'd be someone pestering me. But... Uh, if it's 30% different and your immune system still picks up on it uh, as the same thing and you're immune because it was 30%, then how can something 1% be not picked up on, even if it is the menacing Indian scariant, the triple zombie mutation killer, right? I don't understand this. And if the Indian scariant is so fucking deadly and scary, why... Have we not banned flights coming in from India until Friday? So I'll oh, get the rest of it. You can get in now if you can. Bring your bring your triple zombie variant with you until Friday. You'll be all right coming into the UK. Backwards policies. They they contradict themselves. They're trying to scare you on the one hand of the variants. Oh, they'll override the vaccine and we'll be back to square one, back into lockdown. And then they say, where are they coming from? India. Oh, you suspended flights? No, not yet. We'll do that. We're doing that in a few days. Doesn't make any sense. These policies are bullshit. Um... But speaking of uh, bullshit, <laughs> I've got to get into a couple of bits here around Rona 19, right? So there's this, I read the most ridiculous story today. <sighs> so here we go. K 
COVID-19 town crier championships to be held in silence. Right, so I don't know. If you're listening around the world and you don't know what a town crier is, I don't know if it's just a UK thing. I've obviously got no idea. But a town crier is like a bloke in the olden days that sort of uh, stands with a stupid out- and a, a stupid outfit on. Sorry if you're a town crier out there listening to me. Your outfit's fucking shit, right? I ain't going to bother apologising for that. You look like a twat. And you're all you're all about Rona, you know. You're all you're all sort of Rona um, risky. I would call you Rona risky. You're all about eighty. All these town criers, right? So, uh, and what they do is they ring a bell on the street and say, "Hear ye, hear ye," and then read out the news. Basically, it's sort of a bit like a eighteenth century daily what I think. That's what town criers were. So I'm basically just taking the piss out of the news. But these blokes would like give you a couple of some headlines and ring the and then they say god save the queen at the end i have to end it on that apparently anyway um so it's basically they have a, for some reason they have a competition every year uh about who can be the best town crier well, i didn't know they did this right <laughs> this is how important it obviously is to the country but they do, apparently they do do this so you've got to stand there and ring your bell and do your town do your town crier bullshit and uh see who wins see who's the best town crier well this year they're doing it in silence because of the rona Right, so let me read you the story a little bit here. So for the first time in history, this year's British Town Crier Championships is being held in complete silence. As the country starts to exit lockdown, the UK's top professional shouters, professional shouters, will be judged on their written cries. (laughs) They're going to write them. And uh, the loyal uh, company of Town Criers, which hosts the competition, has received hundreds of entries from across the country. Why would you bother? I could enter this then. I could say, look, fucking hell, here's my written bullshit. I'll I'll, 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 uh, town cry about the Rona 19. Organiser and Bishop Stalford crier Carol Williams said, it was a return to the bare bones of crying. Are you trying to tell me that back when town crying started, people typed it out on Zoom? Well, this is what they're doing now. So it ain't the bare bones, is it, Carol? In a real skill, it's a real skill to write a cry that sticks to the theme and enlightens people and doesn't bore the audience. And all it, and it has to be done in 140 words. Is it the Twitter or is it the, the town crier? Organisers decided to judge the 2021 competition without sound because not everyone is able to record good quality video. <sighs> be inclusive. The competitions were cancelled last year due to the Rona and they were held in public last in Darlington in 2019. Miss Williams said judges usually looked at three distinctive parts of the cry, sustained volume and clarity, dictate uh, diction, or whatever that means, and inflection and content. This year, the competition will only look at content. Uh, <laughs> this, <laughs> this year, the, com- the competition will only look at content, which must not deviate from the chosen theme of nature and environment. You've got to now take... You can't just do hear ye, hear ye, this has happened today in the news. You've got to go, hear ye, hear ye, Greta Thunberg is saving the fucking planet. Piss off. Dorchester's crier, Alistair Chisholm, said uh, is a 10-time and current national champion who describes crying as an as an extreme sport. All right, mate. So what, what water rafting or whatever and all that stuff, uh, skydiving and stuff, has got nothing on town crying over Zoom, has it? Alistair. He said the quality of written cries were, was important, but the competition would not be the same without sound. Someone speaking a bit of fucking sense, Alistair. When you write a cry, you write it for you, he said. You put it in your own expression into the page for your voice alone. He added that he tried crying 
in a face mask. Oh, what? During lockdown, and they made it come out all muffly. What do you know, Alistair? Judges for the 2021 championship include a former royal pageant master, an English teacher, and acclaimed poet, Ian McMillan, known as the Bard of Barnsley. Well, I know what I would call him, right? And it probably is too extreme even for the daily what? They will be looking for adherence to the theme, clarity, and whether the text moves them emotionally. What a load of bollocks. So they're basically, you've got now town cry on the Zoom in in text because you can't record your voice on there. So you just got to write out a cry and that'll be judged. So rather than standing in the street with a crowd of people, this bloke tried it in a mask. That's that. I'm baffled by this, right? That's ridiculous. Anyway, um, so the next thing, so hang on a minute. While I'm talking about this, I might as well, I might as well go on about Kia Starmer, right? So yesterday, Kia Starmer attempted, let's say, to visit a pub in Bath. I've done a YouTube about this yesterday, if you want to watch the video, right? I'm on Whatcast on the YouTube. Uh, Whatcast with a K, if you're not familiar with it. And um, so he's got, he's, he's, try, he's walking around trying to labour it in the UK, the Labour Party. And for some reason, after supporting all of the lockdowns and trashing all of the high street shops uh, and making everybody, loads of people lose tons of money or go out of business or just about scrape by and they're probably going to go out of business within the next year because of this because they will not be able to turn a profit when they reopen. He's decided to now go to the, the high street and give his support. Uh, we are Labour, we're on your side. But they would have had even longer and more vicious lockdowns, the Labour Party, where they've already said this. That was their criticism of Boris the twat um, earlier on. That he weren't doing enough. He wasn't locking down hard enough or long enough. That's what they were saying, right? And now they're suddenly on the high street side. They would have cost them even more money. So he's decided he's going to show you that he's a man of the people and going into a pub. And he's tried to go into this pub, the Raven pub in, in uh, Bath. And the, the landlord's got really pissed off and sort of shouting at him in the street. Well, not so much shouting at him in the street, but presenting facts to him. To kind of say what his concerns are about the way that he's felt let down. He was a Labour voter and he felt let down from Keir Starmer and the party over the last year. They've not opposed any of the government measures and helped any of the businesses out. And they haven't. It's true. Uh, and then Keir Starmer arrogantly just sort of fucking told him to piss off, basically. And then walked into his pub to have a beer. Like, how cheeky is that? So the bloke's sort of got, got, got into one and sort of get it, fucking get him out of my pub and all this. And the, the bouncer, which are, I don't know why, like, you know, <laughs> politicians these days have to have bouncers with them because they're so popular. And the bouncer, uh, you know, through, stopped the, the, the landlord getting into his own pub, started to stop him getting, he wriggled past him. And then he's fighting to try and to tell everyone to get Keir Starmer out. Keir Starmer did leave. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's just a funny a funny moment. I've done a, a lengthy video. Well, it was about 10 minutes I did on it on a YouTube yesterday. But this is what we've come to. You have to, like, you try and address that. We're supposed, to, we're supposed to be the boss. We're supposed to be the people in charge of this. And uh, they've decided that now they can just, oh, yeah, go away. We're not going to dismiss you. And not only that, I'm going to walk into your property once I've told you to do one. And help myself to a pint. Well, no, you fucking ain't. Anyway, you won't be doing that again. This bloke's now become famous. Ron Humphreys or something. Or Rob Hunt. I don't know what his name is. But yeah, he's he's been on all of the radio and stuff today talking about it. So he's got a bit of a bit of a support there. Probably make this the best thing he could have done. It's probably get loads. Everyone's going to go into the Raven pub when they're in Bath now and buy a pint. So it's a bit of good PR there for him. 
so uh, I'm going to quickly talk about now the Super League, right? So I, I touched on this yesterday. And uh, my team, Arsenal, um, <laughs> fucking sh- absolutely shocking at the minute. And uh, they're, they're entering the Super League. They're, they're tr- proposing this Super League. And yesterday, it wasn't that big a deal. Um, Arsenal, they've just been terrible, right? And they don't deserve to be in any kind of super, even an English Super League, they would be out of place. But European Super League and Tottenham as well and his other teams, right? So I thought yesterday when it when they first announced it, that, that what they want to happen is they want it to replace the Champions League, which is like the European. So if you finish in the top four spaces in the Premier League in England, you get entry to the Champions League. A like European uh, Cup competition, basically. If, if you're not familiar, I'm sure a lot of money with you think, why are you explaining all this? But I mean, there's people listen that, that don't know what any of this is. I'm just trying to get to the significance of it. And um, so, so this is so it, it's reward reward for a good season. So you finish in the top four teams, you get a reward, you get go to this money spinning competition, and you can play all of the elite in Europe and stuff. Well, what they're trying to do is replace that with a league of twelve uh, that permanently are there. They don't have to get a reward to be there. They they just are there. You can't get relegated from it. It doesn't matter if you're not if you're not trying for the championship in this league. You're playing for nothing all season. Like if you're if you're not good enough to win the Super League, you'll be just playing random games that mean nothing. But when it came in yesterday, I thought that uh, this was um, just going to be something that uh, they run instead of the Champions League. But uh, the Premier League have kicked off and said that, no, we'll kick you out of the fucking league if you if you go ahead and continue with this plan. So they'll remove them from the Premier League. This is what they're, they're threatening to do, right? So, uh, and, and the, the, the team seemed... No one cares. Like, the, the fans care. But the players are just going to do as they're told because they're, they're paid to be there. They're all going to get a pay rise, no doubt. The clubs are going to make so much fucking money. They don't give a shit. This is the problem with when you've got uh, foreigners in charge of the club. The clubs are meaningless. Stan Kroenke's in charge of Arsenal and he doesn't care about it. It's just a money. He used a load of money from Arsenal to go and some American team that he, that he actually gives a shit about. He spent a load of money that we spent on that team over there. It's a fucking not even a football baseball team or something. I don't know what the team is. I, I don't care too much about this bloke. He's a prick. But uh, yeah, so they've got no kind of um, history of love with any of these clubs. They don't care. They're just a business to them. So they ain't going to give a shit if they piss off all the fans. So they're just going to go ahead and do it. Probably get kicked out of the Premier League uh, and not care. And all the fans are giving it. Well, I'm never going to go again then. And you probably won't. You're probably right. But people will. People will go. And there'll be non-fans. It'll be people that just got the opportunity, can't normally get a ticket. They'll be going. And there'll be no atmosphere. It'll be just be shit. It will totally ruin the game. And if they kick the, these teams, these are the top, uh, whatever you feel about them, whatever bad they're doing at the moment, these are the top six clubs in the, in the UK, right? And if they do kick them out of the domestic league, the domestic league is meaningless. Because everyone will know, whoever wins that league, isn't the best team in the country because the best teams in the country are all playing in the well some of the best teams Arsenal and Tottenham could not make that claim at the moment but uh, other t- all the other teams in there would always be in the running for the best team in the country it's just a sham uh, and it's bullshit and and uh, what makes me laugh though the most is UEFA and FIFA are claiming that they are they're doing it for the fans we're just trying to say no you're corrupt fuckers as well you're all prick I'm glad that they're getting screwed over finally but for the fans, it's not fair because you're not going to... like a, a, a home game, for instance, will be like in 
Spain. Not not home game, like a, a local derby in this. Like you, you, you can't really travel around. Like if you're a fan, if you're a football, if you follow football, you like the fact that you get every Saturday or every week. It used to be every Saturday, but every weekend or whenever you get to get on the coach and fuck off to up north and you know play these up all the all the go, travel all around the country following your team. And now it's going to be like, no, you need to fly. Got to get your COVID test. Got to get your vaccine passport. Fly into Spain. Play Barcelona. Get stuffed ten nil like they always do with Arsenal, and then fucking come home again. It's just be shit. And and, and it's going to be like monopolised by the same few teams every year, and the rest of them will just be making up the numbers, and they can't even get relegated. So there's not even any pressure on it. It's a shit competition, a shit idea, and they will probably make a shitload of money out of it, and it will absolutely destroy the game for everybody else. Uh, and it's just pure selfishness. And uh, I will, I would literally, Arsenal's my team. I will probably find another team to follow in the UK and just let them fuck off if that happened. Because I'm, I'm not following them around Europe. I won't pay any TV licenses, uh, bullshit, subscri- any more subscriptions to watch this shit. And so I'll never get to see any of it. I won't even know what the players look like because it could be exclusive TV deals for billions. So I'll just fucking find a local team. It won't be Southend because <laughs> they're going to get relegated out of the actual league, the football league, this year. So I might be Southend. It'd be nice and cheap to go down there. Then when I might just start following them again. I don't know. I used to go down to the games. Anyway, I just had a bit of a rant about that. I can't believe... I thought it would all just be over after yesterday. They'd realise they was being threatened and pull out. But now, apparently if they pull out, they're going to get charged billions for pulling out because they've already agreed to do it. One more thing I'm going to talk about here. Line of duty. I always bring this up. Now, Line of Duty is getting a little bit woke for me. It's a brilliant TV show, but you know they're doing this thing where you know all of the all of the female characters are all the brainy ones and the ones running the show, and the men are just idiots. And they're, 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 all these things go this way, and they've all got all the top positions of women. It's just uh, just a bit ridiculous. It's not being me being sexist or any of this fucking shit. It's just me saying it's not doesn't reflect real life. And all the corrupt ones are men and. You know, they're basically pl- p- painting the police as everybody in the police force is corrupt and racist and all this stuff. It's just getting a bit much. So stick to the story. The stories is what I will mention again. Woke shit killed Star Wars movies. The biggest franchise in movie history. Woke shit killed it. Right. So just beware what you're doing here. This is the biggest TV show in the UK. Be careful. But anyway, uh, yesterday's one. So it ended with um, spoiler alert. I think her name is Kate, the the police woman, the the A A C twelve uh, woman, and she was pointing a gun at the corrupt copper bloke, and they and then two shots went off as it as it zoomed out like as it dies, it always does. So you're left thinking, who's fucking dead? Then one of them's dead, or one of them's injured, or one of, something's happened. Two shots, maybe they're both dead. But anyway, uh, I you know you want to watch next week to see what happens. I wouldn't imagine it's her. I might be wrong. Uh, she's one of the main characters has been for all six seasons or whatever we're on so I wouldn't imagine it's her but what is intriguing to me is not only that the the show leaves it on these cliffhangers and you have to wait a week not like the fucking binge watching we all do these days this is like uh, quite refreshing like the good old days but um, the guy that, that Hastings the, the one that plays the, the big the, the, the boss 
he uh, he was on Good Morning Britain, I think, yesterday. And he was saying anyone that's paying attention will already know what, what's happened with this uh, shooting thing. And they'll know what, what the fate is of the characters. And I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. And I think I'll watch this and I'll kind of try and remember all the, all the clues they're throwing out all the time and all this other stuff. And I've asked a couple of people today and no one can tell me what the fuck he's talking about. So I'm like going to ask you, anybody listening to this, if you watch Line of Duty... And you're a big fan. One of these people that sit and analyse all the clues on these groups. I've read all this stuff, but I can't find this. Uh, and to sort of say what direction they're pointing us in and all this other stuff. Can you tell me what happens then? Like what If it's so obvious and we've all missed a massive clue unless we're paying attention. I'm fucking not paying attention then because I don't know what the fuck what to think's happened here so let me know i know it's only a fucking tv show and i know that's like fuck off matt you're taking a piss out of everything else and then talking about line of duty and it's like it's really happening i know it ain't really happening but you don't fucking watch films and think oh this ain't real i'm going out so it's something that i quite enjoy and i want to fucking know what people think about it right so let me know at whatcast on the twitter or any of the social media whatcast with a k and uh, tell me what what you think is, is happened in that? Because I can't be bothered to wait till Sunday or Monday whenever I watch it to find out. When so, with some bloke basically taking a piss on, out of me on the GMTV or G- Good Morning Britain, um, sitting there giving it... Yeah, well, if anyone's... The, the real fans of the show will know what happened. It's because the they, they, would, they wouldn't have missed the big clue. What big clue? I'm trying to think, what is this big clue? It's pissing me off. I know it's supposed to piss you off because it makes you come back for more. But I want to know what it is. Anyway, so let me know uh, if you know. And um, cheers. I'll be back probably... I don't know if I'll be back tomorrow. I wasn't going to come back today, but then I saw this shit about the town crier and scariants and fucking... Oh, I haven't done this. Sorry, product placement. Did I, did I do this? I can't even fucking remember if I did it. So product placement. So they're going to be making films, uh, all of the old films. So um, Ashton, one of the li- one of the listeners of this show and and Whatcast and all that, has has, has put me onto this. So product placements in old films. So now they're going to do it. So as you know, like um, you can get a product placement if you say if you're scanning you through your fucking social media or something. And you're like, you know, like, say, for instance, me, if I'm looking up fucking headphones or something like that, trying to buy something, something for, that I would need for this studio or something like that, right? And then you're going to get all of this stuff coming up, uh, saying to like, suggesting it. From now on, you're going to be, whatever you scroll down, it'll be like, oh, it's headphones, 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 things like this. So now they're going to do this, they're going to start doing this for all the old classic films, right? They're going to start adding, like, digitally, digitally adding product placements in there like so they'll put like a bottle of coke on the side or they'll do uh they'll they'll put a billboard in in the background with something on it right and not only that like they'll, they'll digitally put this in so you when you watch like an old film a scene that had nothing in it uh it will now have adverts all over it like product placements but not only that if you're watching this on via uh netflix or something right they will they will uh <laughs> use your browsing history to place things that you've been looking for in the film just specifically for you how mad is that like and how stupid is that like what just leave the fucking films alone you can't even watch nothing anymore you can't watch like old comedies or nothing because they're not woke enough so you can't do that so uh so now you're going to have to be watching films that they're changing all the scenes in. Even though it's only going to be small stuff. And they'll be like, just get over it, man. Just get over it. Who cares? I care. Because just fucking touching shit. P- 
pissing around with everything all the time. Just leave it out and just go, just watch the normal old films as they were. They're already like, uh, obviously, I'll bring up Star Wars quite. I used to love the free, the Star Wars, the original trilogy, right? I can't even watch them anymore because they fucked around with them so much since. Change scenes, change lines, added really terrible CGI to some of it. Pointless. Leave the films alone. I don't want to look at, I don't want to be watching like an old Western or something and see a fucking Coke advert in the background. It's going to be ridiculous. Especially not Coke, Woke, Woke Cola. I don't want them in it. Anyway, I just thought I'd bring that one up. He sent that to me and it's like, I just thought, what a load of bollocks. But Ashton, by the way, just to talk to you uh, quickly, you you wrote in your post that the BBC was doing that. It ain't the BBC. They was the ones reporting on it. So come on, if you're going to be my source, man, if you're going to give me some fucking information, get it right, Ashton. That's what I'll say. Otherwise, you're sacked. Just kidding. Thanks for listening. Anyway, right. Tomorrow I'll be back, um, and the Daily What will probably be back tomorrow as long as I've got things to talk about, and I'm going to fit on to go and do a YouTube now, I'm not sure, I might do, I'll see how it goes. And uh, for now, please subscribe to this, the Daily What, please subscribe to Whatcast, um, and the, the YouTube, please just go and fucking subscribe, I need four, I don't know, six, I need six, six more subscribers on the YouTube, it's pissing me off, Get, fucking go and subscribe, what's the matter with you? I'll see you later. You have been listening to The Daily What. Follow on social media at Whatcast with a K and listen to The Daily What and Whatcast wherever you get your podcasts.